0: 501 of the Pop Culture Roundtable, the podcast that's still waiting to hear back from the Oscar submission board about our nomination. In this episode, we talk about the 2023 Academy Awards and Hogwarts Legacy. I'm Andrew Sale. And I'm Patrick Hill. So get your acceptance speech ready because it's time for another winning episode. That's the graduation song. That's graduation. (laughs) (laughs) We like to kick off every episode by going around the table, which is where we talk about things that are new, fun, and noteworthy about our weeks. This week, it's just Patrick and I kicking it old school like we're so cool. (laughs) It just happened. It just just You took a half day off of work to workshop that line. It was a quarter day, <laughs> so okay. let's not let's not over let's not over uh, indulge on these these jokes that you're saying here, Patrick. But it is just Patrick and I, and uh, so we're gonna we're gonna have a little bit of fun this episode where uh, it's a little bit looser. We're just gonna keep it we're gonna keep it organic. We're gonna f- let it flow. Whatever happens, happens. But two specific things are gonna happen. Yeah, <laughs> so it's gonna be very on rails for us. Um, but we're gonna approach this episode as if it were a sandbox now if you uh listened to last week's episode you heard that it was our 500th episode we did a whole bunch of throwback stuff we talked yeah. about a lot of stuff uh we uh, aired a lot of clips um from uh the the first 500 episodes from the last eight years and uh the sandbox is a thing we used to do where we would all come together and do this collective thing every episode and so this feels a little bit like it's a throwback still to those olden times the yep. days of your yesteryear and by the way if you listen to this
1: if you didn't listen to it live if you only listen to the recording uh, and like didn't go back to twitch or something like that um i, I cut out like a 20 or th- uh 25 minute conversation uh all the stuff about the toilet all that stuff got cut that didn't make the episode um the stuff about the toilet the in the bookstore that didn't make the episode? No, no, no. So listen, if you want to hear, <laughs> oh, arguably, one of the funniest things that's happened in the entire run of the show, oh if you want to hear it, you have to go to twitch.tv slash of one podcast and you have to watch the playback, or um, or you can catch the playback on, on YouTube or another channel. But, but the point is, if you listen to audio version, you did not get that story. And again, that's arguably, like, a top two funniest things that yeah. have happened over the whole run of the show.
0: And on top of that if you listen to the episode or you even watched the episode on twitch and you're not part of our slack then you don't actually get to see the full payoff <laughs> yeah <laughs> from what from the, what that is the actual full <sighs> payoff the full payoff is what the yeah yeah um, arguably against term terms of service inside of slack does slack have those same terms of service we'll find out if we get shut down we're the
1: moderators
0: and we posted it so
1: anyway that's all so the point is watch on twitch if you don't watch on twitch catch the replay uh but if you don't do either of those things then audio is that's the that's a backup of the backup
0: it was yeah it i i i made a vow at the beginning of that episode to not pass out laughing again and i almost did during that, that would have been the one for sure. it was uh, it was quite a treat so we're gonna start this episode by talking about one of our two items and that's the oscars last night was the 2023 academy awards and yes. uh, i went over to patrick's house and we watched it together um patrick what are your general thoughts about this year
1: seven of 11 by the way that was the final count for everything everywhere all at once they got uh, they, they won, won seven of their 11 nominations um okay so here's the thing I, I, I've i said this uh, when we talked about it literally a year ago, and I will, I will very directly say it again now. What Will Smith did was fully out of line. Should not have done it. Inappropriate. It does not matter what was said. 100% completely out of line. Yes. It may have made the Oscars better this year. Um, and so there's a couple things I think might have contributed. That's um, called
0: making lemonade, by the way.
1: Here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> This year's Oscars was probably my most enjoyed Oscars in the past, like, well, it's easy to say five years because five years, most of that's COVID. Yeah, maybe eight years or something like that. I I really enjoyed this this, uh, year's Oscars. And there's a couple reasons why that might be. One is that, um there weren't hidden categories, so a lot of the technical Oscars they give out in a like pre Oscars show, and then they would just save like the big ones uh you know for the main event. well, this time they put them all into the ceremony, so they had more to get through, so that's already gonna make the runtime tight. I don't know if they cut they cut some of the more. Edgy is not the word because I'm not saying Oscars is edgy, but they they cut a bit of the more over the top pieces this year, and part of that could sh- be because the sticks. Yes, part yeah. of that could be runtime because the extra awards. Mm-hmm. Part of it could be a response to upsetting someone and leading to Will Smith's reaction. Again, he was out of line, but I right. also know the Academy doesn't want to potentially like provoke another yeah. situation, uh, and so there's like a balance to be had. So, f- so for whatever. Whatever the reason was, it was just to the point last night. I yeah. mean, there was no intro. Like the intro was literally fifteen seconds long, mm-hmm. and now we're giving out the first award. And then um once it went live inside the, the, the actual like uh, auditorium. And then from that point on, there was only like one time that they did a bit out in the crowd. Yeah. And then there was the way But they to- specifically
0: said they're doing this bit out in the crowd because they were getting the more elaborate stage set for Rihanna's yeah. song. Yeah. And then other than that, it was just to the point. It was straightforward.
1: I mean, it's still like perfectly fine. It like honestly the 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 writing for all the like award segments was was pretty good this year in terms of little like jokes and quips that you get beforehand. A lot of the natu- uh the presenters felt very natural, which they should yeah. cuz they live in front of a camera, but I thought there were some people that were exceptionally good this year. And um it just kept moving so i really really enjoyed the ceremony itself
0: yeah i agree with that i i think the um the prez, the present not the presenters the the winners everybody felt like they were rooting for kind of the same people like in in okay, an odd yeah. way it felt like when i went to the olympics right so when i went to the olympics several years back um in brazil in brazil Um, they, uh, it didn't matter who, like, what country you were from. It didn't matter what athlete was, was on the field and, and who they were representing. When athletes were on the field, everyone cheered for everyone. And it was a wonderful sense of unity. It was a wonderful sense of like everyone coming together, um, under kind of one celebration. And that's the celebration of, of, you know uh, athletic uh, athleticism and people doing their best at the peak of of performance like this kind of thing and it was like that last night everyone even if some people had had um at least in the house that we were in right um even if people had differing opinions on what movies should take specific things um the celebration of the event last night was very much the kind of the main theme is everyone um, celebrating what the accomplishments of all these people. And it was fun to see people win and see how much winning meant to them. It didn't feel like there was a lot of pretension this year. Sometimes I feel like there's pretension on stage. All of that was the only pretension that I felt was slightly pretentious was Jimmy Kimmel at times, but he all always comes across as, as pretentious to me a little bit. Um, or Todd Fields
1: looked like 80% of the pretension, uh, in the audience. But then again, I also love him. If if you don't know who Todd Fields is, go watch the documentary Battered Bastards of Baseball and you'll meet him there. That's a great image of Todd Fields to keep with you because if if you saw him last night, you would just think like, man, that guy looks full of himself. Um, but he actually, which guy was that? Which guy was that? The director of, uh, Tar. Um, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, but he's also, he was the bat boy for that team. Great documentary we've talked about in the show. You know, over the course of nine years of doing this, I think the thing that has I have, the place I have finally come to, and I even remember kind of the moment, we had a big talk about this when we were walking through, um, you know, the neighborhood beside Belmont. I can't mm-hmm. remember the name of it now. Yeah, uh, but we, we, had it. Wa- we had like a really big talk about this and like stuff just clicked in my head. But I'm finally at this point of like acceptance of like 80% of nominees deserve first place like they yeah. deserve the win. Like it's it's not this one person deserves it. Like there's not a first, second, and third. There are four people that could be first and one person that's a second or or mm-hmm. a technically a fifth. You know, like that that's the that that's the the way the field is. And it was no different last night. I mean, for um th- there was only a couple of categories that I thought there was a standout and outside of that uh, there were Three or four people that could have taken it, and I, I personally would have been ha- just the, the same level happy. That said, the event came across, and I don't say this in a negative way, but almost like a viewers' choice award. I mean, if there was a fan favorite, yeah. they won last night. Yeah. Brennan yeah. Fraser getting the win, um, seeing uh, Jamie Lee Curtis getting the win, and um, the awards that everything everywhere picked up. Like it just, it, it felt like all the fans, uh, at least the vocal majority got their dream come true and it's fun to watch and i don't think anybody like jamie lee curtis was not my favorite uh you know best supporting actress no i i
0: would have thought that angela bassett would have won that
1: but but like there was not a single person in that room that was that did not want to cheer her on and that's how every like you said that's how every word of felt it felt like everybody in that room was excited to cheer on the person that won and then The, the fun little moments, like, I, I tend to cringe a lot at these. Uh, there tends oh, I'm sorry, let me say this another way. There tends to be a lot of moments of cringe. Mm-hmm. But things like the Happy Birthday song and things like that were just such, like, cool moments. They were moments. sweet. Yeah. They were
0: sweet. Like, genuinely sweet. And I think if it were for someone else, like, I think if, if right. Brad Pitt walked up there and they were like, Hey, we want to just take the rest of our speech to everyone sing Happy Birthday to Brad Pitt. I would, I, that would have felt really stunty and really crappy, but that wasn't, it wasn't for Brad Pitt. It was for someone, you know, on the opposite side of who Brad Pitt is in most ways, right? And so it was, was
1: sweet. There was an award show last year where someone proposed on stage. They were winning, like, a technical award, and they actually, like, proposed to someone. Like, there was a marriage proposal, and, like, okay, that's great, but there's a part of it that's, like, you just, like, co-opted all these people's event. Mm-hmm. To do something that you could have done in your own time, so like I have to feign excitement for you when like it's kind of rude. Like it's a bit like being at a uh, like a. <laughs> it almost feels like being at someone's wedding and then proposing to
0: someone else. Like it almost feels no, like it's, that. It's, like... Being, it's being at someone's wedding and then doing a baby announcement. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that. That's how inappropriate it felt. However, the
1: birthday thing felt awesome. It, it was did. such. So yeah, it, it was it. All of that stuff came out so um yeah it was it was sweet and it was tasteful and it was to the point and it was quick and like everybody was scared to get danced off stage and I loved that.
0: And we got yeah and we did we talked to in the in the room last night that that young man I don't I don't know his name but that young man who got sung to he got his he got sung happy birthday to by Steven Spielberg and yeah. The Rock. Like he he got sung to by all these people who were happy to do it and it was this this Yeah, that may have been, that may have been, that was definitely top three moments for me in the in the in the event last night. And I'll say
1: now, if Lauren was here, she would be raving about the fact that RRR took uh, best um, song. You missed it. You left like
0: right before the announcement happened. I know. I I looked it up on my way home though, and. I, that was the only that was the only one that I'm upset with. That's the only one where I I think they made the wrong choice on yeah. the wrong choice. The choice that I wouldn't have been happy with. I want to
1: feign anger right now because I know Lauren would and I feel like it would be in her spirit to attack you over this. But it's fine. Uh, but I still I <laughs> I loved their performance. So totally good. But um yeah, great performance. Love the Oscars in terms of who won or who didn't win it's what we just said i I think i'm perfectly happy with who won um i don't know that i had any like there weren't any shocking moments but i say that as a positive um from a red carpet uh standpoint i don't know i sat through the whole thing and i was just wishing i could be watching something else
0: i have one standout moment from the the red. okay what
1: is your standout red carpet moment?
0: when hugh grant could not be bothered to be a good interviewee (laughs) he was he was so indignant and so otherwise occupied that he could not give the the interviewer even two minutes of his time and i both love that for him that he was just like i don't like this i don't need to i don't need this i don't need to do this and i also hate that for her as a person who has interviewed people that is horrible you're left floundering and you are in front of millions and millions of people and you're left out there just to be hung out to dry and the look that he gives at the end when she's like okay well uh have fun tonight like when she just essentially gave up and he was like "Mm." like it it said everything in a moment and that was that was a perfectly awkward red carpet event
1: what's the actor's name that plays uh that played elvis I'm blanking on his name right now. Uh, Adrian Brody. Rodeo Jones. Uh, (laughs) Blanking on his name right now. But I was expecting, I had read an article that said that he's like admitted that he's doing like Elvis voice and he's trying to correct it. And so on the red carpet, I was like, I was, I don't know. I was expecting almost like old school Mickey voice or something. I was expecting something different. He is more Elvis now than he was in the film. And I, I, he's he's like, he's digging that hole uh, even deeper. Um, You know, it's, it's funny. And as a presenter, he was very... He was very fun when he presented the category that he presented, but it's uh yeah, that look that he gives when he goes to walk away
0: where he does that like well, you know. It oh, was gosh. it was it was infuriating and I was also cheering at the same time. Yeah. Like it was. Austin both Butler, things. that's his name. Okay, so
1: last thing that I'll say about Oscars, and then I'm done with this. Um, Netflix did something that was Pretty cool last night. Andrew, you you were showing this to me, but it explain the setup. Yeah, so they
0: had their bill, they had their billboard up already. I, I don't know where it was. It's somewhere in, in California. They had their billboard up and they had it set to look like a billboard, like a marquee. So they had the big Netflix logo and the thing, and then they had this marquee, which was the branding for the Oscars this year, if you are unaware. Uh, all of their stuff looked like old school movie theater marquees. And um, within within m- minutes seemingly but with definitely within the hour of uh guillermo del toro winning um for pinocchio for best animated uh picture um they had his quote that he said from the from the stage about um animation not being uh just for just for kids right he they had that quote on that marquee on the billboard and yeah, i thought such a cool marketing piece
1: it's something like animation is cinema it's not just for yeah kids it's not or whatever. yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, and I thought that was wonderful. It was it was a really cool way of approaching uh, of approaching that, and um, yeah, it was just neat. I, I liked it a lot.
1: And congrats to Mr. Uh, Del Toro for picking up his third Oscar win. Awesome. Yeah. By the way, Jamie Lee Curtis. If y'all don't know, like that was her first nom and also and win. win, and that's out of like forty five years of acting, fifty two films. We looked it up last night. Yeah. Um. Obviously, two people from Encino Man. Uh, Encino Man take home Oscars last night, uh, but Brendan Fraser, of course, Paulie Shore did not. Just to be <laughs> clear, <Shore> did not. <laughs> he also was not nominated. Uh, Brendan Fraser, um, what has it been like? Uh, 18 years or 20 years, kind of out of the limelight, and then getting to pick up a win. I mean, it's just, um, yeah. It, it I, I don't care the reasons the people ended up winning that did, but. Mm-hmm. Um, it still felt very warm and fuzzy to see them win. Yeah. And if we all believe award shows are like BS anyway, then at least create
0: the warm and fuzzy moment. <laughs> I'm yeah. glad that they did that. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree wholeheartedly. I thought it was the best one that I've seen maybe ever. Uh, definitely the best in a decade. Uh, it, it, it just felt fun. And the the energy was good all the way through it. And um, the production value was good. There was a couple of weird angles I didn't do did a lot whole- of
1: weird angles for people doing acceptance speeches.
0: Yeah. That was a little strange. Um, but, uh, but I, I'm so glad they didn't do all of like this, like the, Peripheral side stuff of them taking selfies and all of this like backstage. Like I'm so glad that we didn't see any of the backstage stuff. Like I didn't, I didn't need to see that this year. I'm glad we weren't
1: juggling like four hosts or something yeah. stupid like that. And like, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Bob biker was in the audience because they. Sho- I'm a. <laughs> I joked that it's because they showed the premiere trailer for Little Mermaid. Let's yeah. transition to that real
0: quick. Yeah. Okay.
1: I was 100% let down by that trailer, and here's why I was let down. Um, and and I, I need to. Cl- I, I'm going to clarify.
0: There's going li- to be a link in the show notes.
1: <laughs> I'm going to clarify at the end of this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, or I'm going to add some like an asterisk to what I'm saying. But when you're dealing with under the sea, and you're dealing with like uh, coral and anemones and like I- interesting fish and creatures, and I expect like vibrant. I expect bright color. I, I want that's what I'm wanting to see and the trailer is so dull looking like in terms of color and, and even just in terms of like the amount of life that you see, like even in the moments where she's like within like the little kingdom area and stuff like that, it's just so dull looking and uh, it was a total letdown. I mean, the, the songs are, I, I, the songs are fine, but I already like the songs and all that's a rehash. Like a lot of the, the beats. I mean, I say this as a negative and I said this to you last night, this very clearly is going the direction of the Lion King live action remake. <laughs> and, uh, oh, there it is. Yep, <laughs> Becca just said that's so how I felt about Lion King. Th- this seems like it's very, that that's what this is. And so I'm just put off by the whole thing. It has nothing to do with the casting, or anything like that. I actually think, uh, uh, I didn't realize Melissa McCarthy is uh, Ursula, but I think that's an actual really fun cast. Um, yeah, I agree.
0: But, man, the trailer was such a letdown. Yeah, I uh, yeah I I wish I wish they had done things slightly differently. I wish they, you know, but this is this isn't Little Mermaid for us, right? Like this yeah. isn't the, this isn't our Little Mermaid. Our Little Mermaid was from nineteen ninety three or whenever nineteen eighty nine. Did it come out in nineteen eighty nine? I think it was like the yeah. Last. This
1: is Little Mermaid for um, deep sea divers. Uh, children of deep sea divers and that (laughs) is that's a demographic
0: for people who really want to focus on realism Uh, yeah water aqua ecological restoration
1: and if that's if that's the area that you're in you're gonna love this version
0: yeah Mackenzie, i think he stayed away from the light intentionally um but that's i i agree with this with the the trailer for this it felt dark um I wonder... No, but this would have been the time for for them to highlight it, right? Like, there's... Oh, here's if, my asterisk. Okay.
1: My asterisk is that at this phase, with this type of film, your CG's never done. So, it literally could be... And and your color is not even done. Like, it really could be that when we see these scenes in the film, they are brighter. They do have more elements, and they do have more... So, like, we are seeing unfinished pieces to some degree, even though they're touched up.
0: yeah. And I, mean. I, I agree with what Kate is saying in the chat. She's saying big question will be how Sebastian and Flounder play out in Scuttle. I don't think we're going to see Scuttle. I think we'll see a removal of Scuttle, like we saw the removal of um, of uh, what's the dragon's name from Mulan, Mushu. We, we saw the we Mushu kind of got uh, retconned out of this. I believe we're going to see that with Scuttle. But we've seen we've now seen Sebastian and Flounder flounder i don't know why they didn't go with yellow and blue like, so now it seems like they could have just very easily made that look very much the same as it does in the cartoon and they didn't do that
1: but i am excited that they're being played by seth rogan and billy eichner so
0: that's very very exciting to me that is not true <laughs> that is not true i would be so happy i i'm i am the biggest seth rogan fan right now i am fanboying out about seth rogan and one thing that we didn't do in this episode and we won't do right now is talk about the new tmnt mutant mayhem trailer that just came out that seth rogan is behind and I, he is everything he's touching right now is gold to me mm. so um anyway that's all i'm gonna say but if he was in this film i would be way happy i don't think he is <laughs> <coughs> it was a lion king joke thank yeah. you patrick I know it was a Lion King joke. (laughs) That was, yeah. For those on the
1: podcast, for those listening to the podcast, I'm not thinking myself. I'm thinking another Patrick.
0: Yeah. And I'm chastising another Patrick for thinking that I didn't realize (laughs) it was a joke.
1: (laughs) Okay. That's it for the Oscars. Fun time. Should have watched it. You missed it. Nothing big happened. And I'm glad nothing big happened. Let's hope for more boring, straightforward award ceremonies in the future.
0: And now we're going to talk about
1: something else Satan video games.
0: Um, so a couple of weeks ago, uh, I was having a real rough week and it was just, it was like anxiety ridden and panic attack ridden and sleepless nights and everything. And so I then began a pursuit for, um, some retail therapy, uh, that culminated in this past Friday, finally being able to get my hands on one of these bad boys and this would be a PlayStation 5 controller I'm holding in my hand if you're not watching this on the screen right now. <laughs> yep, uh, I believe this is what you're looking for. There it is. Um, and the PlayStation 5 um, made its way into my house for one very specific reason. Now I'm sure I'll get other games as the as the time goes on, but this is that reason. Ladies and gentlemen, Hogwarts Legacy is... Uh, the number one game, not only of the year, but it has broken. I mean, it has shattered other video game records um, for most money and most popular and all these different things and highly, you know, uh, most acclaimed and highly rated and all these different things. Um, Hogwarts Legacy is a game uh, about um, about the school of witchcraft and wizardry that we all have come to know and love via the Harry Potter films uh, and books, and uh, it takes place 100 years before harry potter specifically i believe 1899 so it's it's almost exactly 100 years from uh from when we first saw harry and hermione and and ron take their their journey to hogwarts patrick you're the newest member of the witchcraft and wizardry house um what was your take when you first heard about this game not when you first played it when you first heard about this game I mean, initially, I mean, I was excited for it because
1: even though uh, – yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm very new to the films. So I didn't – I mean, I, I haven't read the books and I watched the films for the first time, what, like th- uh, four years ago, maybe three years ago when we did Pondering Potter, which is all documented. You can go look up and you can uh, play those back. Um, but that said, I love the world. It's a very um, – it is – it's relatable but rich and it's still very um, – in some ways very unique, but also very close to things that I already understand, being someone that's played like Warcraft for a long time and things like that. So um yeah, it's it's uh it's almost it's like a light hearted uh fantasy in that's I, I mean I was excited for it, especially knowing that it was open world to a degree
0: and things like that, and uh believing there's gonna be a multiplayer component. Like I I wanted yeah. to play it. Yeah. I didn't know much about it. I knew there was one in the works and the initial thought of it was like, oh, that's, that's cool. But I thought there's, I am not going to invest a lot of time. And in fact, I, I pictured it being like, I've played the Harry Potter Lego games and I pictured it being a lot like that, but just with better graphics, right? Like more realistic sure. graphics. And I wasn't a huge fan of the, the Harry Potter Lego games. They're just, they play really quickly and, uh, you know, the story just kind of goes, really quickly and it's just not doesn't doesn't draw me in very much and then the game came out and i started seeing the reviews on the game and i started seeing clips from the game and i found out that this game is massive yeah it is a massive game and then i got excited um so i picked it up and then i got it on friday and then patrick how many hours later did you get it (laughs) Uh, I mean I think within 12 but yes. Yeah. Um so this game is put out by Portkey Games uh which is very um much tied to the the uh the world um of Harry Potter. Um but uh who is it? A- uh, Avalanche is the main the main proprietor of this game in war- uh, Warner Brother Games. Um it is absolutely massive when you say it says hogwarts legacy but it's not just about hogwarts it'd be one thing honestly i think i'd be okay if the whole game was encapsulated into the castle the way that they do the castle in this in this game i'd be fine like it's it's a rich enough world in and of itself i mean everything you know to be true about the castle from the books and from the movie it is that and more because you actually get to experience this um in in like stunning 8k and 4k depending on what depending on what um, system you're playing it on and um and it's just it's just it's just massive but it goes beyond the castle it goes to hogsmeade it goes to um the forbidden forest it goes to all of the surrounding like small towns and things um it it is a just insanely big game um, and I don't think I can describe the bigness. And Patrick, you've been playing now how many hours? Uh, yeah, I don't know the exact kind of hours, but if it if it puts
1: some context, I'm level uh 13 now or 14. Okay, you're level
0: 13 or 14. And do you know what percentage you're at? Uh, maybe eight. Yeah, <laughs> I'm level <laughs> I'm level 17 now, and I'm only. I'm only just now at, I want to say, 16%. And to be clear, that's that's only the percentage for the main quest
1: line. You have a separate percentage that's actually if you're trying to do all the collection the, stuff. Right. Um, th- there's basically like six buckets that you can 100%. And so mm-hmm. we're only talking about one of the buckets when we talk about the 8% and the like 16%. Yeah.
0: Uh, so the game is it, it is a story driven game. Right now, it is it's a one player uh, immersive one player game where you go around and you're you are a you are coming to Hogwarts for the first time as a fifth year. Only this has only happened a couple of other times well, sure. in the history of Hogwarts. Um, yeah, two other times, and then he he comes in as a or you come in as a third. Sheep, um, but sure, they come in as a a third the third uh, student to come in as a fifth year. Um, and there's this whole storyline about the goblins. The goblins play a huge role in this game, um, and ancient magic, uh, and you are able to tap into ancient magic and, and the magic is being used against the world. And everybody has these kind of uneasy feelings, but they're not sure why, like poachers, um, in the, in the world, I'm not even sure you're to this part, this part yet, Patrick, but poachers in the world are showing up more and they're. They're they're capturing and, and seizing beasts from around the the world. I'll
1: tell you where I am. I'm at the place where I'm supposed to go meet a certain spirit at the edge of the uh, the forest, the the dark forest, or whatever. The it's forbidden called. forest, yeah. The forbidden forest, in order to recover those pages. Okay, that's the quest I'm on.
0: Okay, that's a good one. That's a that's a good one. Where you where you're at now? That's a that's a fun one. Um, have you encountered spiders yet?
1: I mean i went off and killed a couple like just in the woods yeah yeah
0: okay um the spiders start to play a, a pretty major role especially as you you spend the toads more time to are
1: d bags i figured they did because one of the collections uh that you can do has to do with, or i'm sorry one of the combat features you can do has to do with the number of spider kills and so they always go like two and then 10 and then 20 and there's like eight bars that you can fill up. So I assume there were a lot of spiders in this game.
0: There's, there is a lot. So, um, what is cool? So I, will continue. to like, I don't know the, the end result of the storyline cause we're still pretty new to the story, yeah. but you are, you're going against, um, essentially the headmaster of the, of the game that's taking place back then. Um, what would eventually become Dumbledore's position, but the headmaster and this evil goblin, who have access to some of this ancient magic are in cahoots with one another. No one knows why. And we're trying to figure out why. And we are, are uniquely positioned in such a way we can see things that other people can't. Right. Um, And not just like Thestrals, like when, you know, when a character dies and you can see, you know, those Thestrals, um, but like we can see this ancient magic. It, it, it displays to us differently than other people. They can't see some of the same things. Um, But that's what the game is. You're in pursuit of finding this out. And you have to go to class. You have to learn spells. You have to um, do all the. You have these assignments. You have to go do things for other people in Hogsmeade. and, And you have this whole world of things that happens around that you get to assist in. And it is very much like Harry Potter, where everyone knows you. Everyone's like, this is a unique person. I've heard a lot about this person before you actually start, or right when you start at school, you end up having to kill this big troll. And that kind of gets you this reputation in the in the town. Um, and it's and it's wonderful. Um, what's really cool about the feature is some of the features of the game is if you have if you link it to your Wizarding World account, it will, it will, when you put your sorting hat on. It will tell you that you are whatever the, your Wizarding World account is tied to. So for me, it it automatically um, it automatically said Ravenclaw because that's what I am in yeah. the Wizarding World. Um, you can change it if you want. You can make it be whatever you want, but it automatically suggests it. And then when you get your wand, it's you're the wand with the the inlay that is your wand from. So I have a unicorn hair, and so my wand that that uh, Ollivander gives me is a unicorn hair wand. And you can change what it looks like and things, but it's, it's pretty cool. Like it's a really nice tie to having an account and the whole world ve- feels very immersive in that regard. Um, did you tie? did you connect yours to your account, Patrick? I did not. I, I mean, I remember several of my things
1: from my account. Um, but I chose to dive into the game, answer the questions, how my uh, instinctually, and then based on what it sorted me Just go with that and then live into that character. Yeah. So I actually got sorted into Slytherin. And because I got sorted into Slytherin, now whenever it's a bit of a choose-your-own-adventure as you go through this game, you're you're constantly prompted with like two or three choices for everything you do. I answer the way I imagine someone in Slytherin would answer. And so I'm allowing that to become... um, uh like my anchor for how my character responds so i'm allowing my character to deviate from my personality in order to like keep it on that trajectory which means that when i went to olivander's i also like chose based on like what what wand has almost like the personality i think that i will have or like to do the thing that i think i want to be able to do so it's it's very like power focused it's a very like uh say the right thing at the right time but yeah. then also know when to lie and it's um but it's very fun to play that way
0: it and it's so we're playing two different houses and that actually affects things because the storyline is affected by what house you pick so there are there are specific um tasks and quests and things that um exist in other uh and other t- um houses that don't exist for everybody F- for instance You and I, if we play the game through this way and we never play it through again, we'll never get to see Azkaban. But if you're Hufflepuff, you go off world, you you go out of the area and you go to Azkaban for a quest. I've met Um, him already. So, so they have um, this. It's it's so immersive if you allow yourself to kind of kind of come into the game. Um, I got my broom uh, yesterday and it's super fun. You don't have your broom yet.
1: Nah, yeah. It's coming.
0: It's coming real, real soon.
1: I still know how to. So, like, I want my broom, obviously, because the world is bigger than I thought it was going to be. And I, I want it to get around. Yeah. Um, and it's really cool when you're walking and you look over and you see like the Quidditch fields and stuff like that. It's like very magical to see. Mm-hmm. So, I really want my broom and I want to know how to pick locks. Because no are all had pick locks yet. And I see them all over the place. And it's driving it, me
0: insane. It takes, it takes a while before you learn how to pick locks. And um, it's, it's cool. Like, I, I don't know. There's a I could talk about this game for hours. This is my favorite game that I've played in years. Can I, I, pitch, mean, can I pitch something about it that you didn't say? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: I think I, th- I want to give. Open forum. <laughs> I want to give, like, a, a point of reference of what to expect for this game. It is components. Of Breath of the Wild, yes, um, mixed with a very light, friendly version of Dark Souls, yeah, mixed with an MMO
0: like Warcraft or something, and Splinter Cell. Oh, for like the evasion or like the tactics or whatever. And you'll get into more of that as you go further yes, in the game. But fair. yeah, like it's it's uh yeah, you can sneak up behind people and do these like like you can petrify them without having, oh, without ever cool. being seen. Yeah, I think I've got, yeah. got through
1: But like <laughs> initially, it, the thing that you said I, like, is exactly what I was thinking. The whole thing could have been confined to Hogwarts, and I would have been perfectly happy. Mm-hmm. And this realization of a world exists out of it, that was already a wow. And then you keep scrolling down the map and seeing how much world exists out of it, and it was like, I had a complete... It's like the first time I was in Azeroth when I played Warcraft... And you start to see the scope of it, and, and like whatever you've put in your head, you just realize is completely out of the ballpark. And, yeah. and I had the same moment. And the reason I say Breath of the Wild is because of the amount of like puzzles. Mm-hmm. You basically have things like shrines that are scattered around. You have yep. things like the Korok seeds. You have things like the puzzles all over the place. So you could decide to skip the quest line just go do puzzles for hours if you want to and it's Absolutely. a perfectly satisfying thing to do. Yeah. And getting to see all of this um that would still be fine on its own but the quest adds so much to it. The other thing I want to say that I think makes this game as magical as it is, the music is so good in this. It game. is
0: very good. Yeah. It's it's Harry it's Harry Potter but it's not. Like it's yeah. they didn't just rip the Harry Potter soundtrack and just play it. It's um it throws to like there's homages obviously of Harry Potter, but it feels like it's of a slightly different time. Yeah, um, of of maybe a, a grander time, and um, that it it's really conveyed super well. They they do lots of little touches too for Harry Potter fans. They are ex- like like excruciatingly um, pay attention to detail. Um, but one of those things that they did is um, they for um, Robbie. Oh gosh. What's the, the guy, that guy that plays, um, the guy that plays Hagrid who died this past year.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, In the chat, someone drop his name. I know you, I know you all know it. Um, But they. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Robbie Coltrane. Robbie Coltrane. Um, In Hagrid's hut, the hut where Hagrid lives, where the Beastmaster lives. I don't think he's called Beastmaster. I think that's. The Master of who, Beasts. Master of Beasts, the Professor of Beasts. I don't know. Beast professor? I don't know. Uh the ground keeper. I don't sure. know. Anyway, where Hagrid lives, if you go around back, it's on the edge of this cliff. And if you go around back, I don't even know if you've seen this yet, Patrick, there is a um a tombstone with a uh, with a hippogriff on it as a uh, just a a nice little nod to to Robbie. Um, and his passing from last year. So there's like the fan service in this game is otherworldly. It's it's the most immersive fan service I've ever seen in anything like this. And I know this sounds like we're hyping it up a lot. It legitimately lives up to this hype. It's not like it's not like you're gonna say that you're gonna hear us talking about this and go buy this game and be like, what are they talking about? And like it, it it actually goes beyond all the things that we're talking about
1: now. How about this? So people don't think we're hyping it. Let's each give a negative about it.
0: I have two negatives that I I want to bring up about it. Um, You might have one of them. So why don't you bring up yours first? Camera
1: system is a little wonky. And this affects targeting enemies when you're fighting. Uh, Now, in fairness, I play on PC. I don't play on console. It's it's possible that on console it's more natural. But sometimes where I feel like I'm looking is not where I'm looking. And so I don't feel like I have as much autonomy over the camera as I'd like to. And I don't feel like... It's uh I have fine enough control. And again, that affects targeting. So sometimes in battle, you suddenly have six people ganging up on you and all these alerts going off, and it's just really difficult to actually yeah. do what you want to do in terms of controlling the camera, because the camera is such a big part of it. So that that's my that's my biggest complaint that I've encountered.
0: So you can there's something you can do to address address this. I agree with you. The targeting part is can be difficult, especially when there's multiple enemies in in general vicinity, but not not like collected right next to each other. Um, they you can adjust the targeting sensitivity, the targeting system sensitivity. You if you go into the systems, you can there's a slider, so you can make it more sensitive or less sensitive. If it's less sensitive, then um it's gonna you're gonna whatever you're locked into it's gonna be harder even I'm if you're moving more back and forth yeah even if you move back and forth it'll stay targeted there on top of that you can also do target lock i don't know how you do it on the pc but in right. on on the ps5 you just press in the right trigger and um you've locked onto them and there's a little red I think dot You you do zone. with arrow keys on the pc but i have a 60 percent keyboard so it's not really an option sure um so there's a couple ways you can address that a couple of other negatives about it um one is the um oh my gosh i just blanked on it well
1: what lauren would have wrote it down
0: i miss Lauren. she would have there's one there's one big uh controversy i'll say about that but there's a negative that i have about it and i can't i'm like blanking on what it is now
1: dang let me answer your question, Kate. Kate said, um, "For is there online play with friends? If I'm still there and kind of run into Patrick, there is not. My understanding is like multiplayer online play right now, not yet. If this game becomes an MMO,
0: uh, it will consume my life. So I hope it does. It is. It it is in the works. they they're, Um, they've already announced game number two, and I believe game number two is going to." The there's a character in the in the game named Natty, and she's from another wizarding school from um, over in like like in Africa or somewhere, something like something like that. And um, it's the biggest uh, wizarding school in the world is where she's from. And they're building. I believe that's the the I believe that is where the next game is going to take place, if I remember correctly. And they are also building in multiplayer into this game in yeah. the future and because of the, the wild success of it. So speaking of the wild success, this is a negative in, in the, in the world of Harry Potter. And that is the controversy surrounding this with the author of the, of the, the character JK Rowling. So this controversy came up when, um, when the, the game was being released, she made a statement, a public statement about how she's taking, she made a point to say that all of her winnings, not winnings, I mean, like she has to feel like she's won the lottery, but she's taking all of her earnings from this project, like all of her royalties and stuff from this project, and she's putting them toward anti-trans um, agendas. And she's made a, a really um up unapologetic statement that she is against this um against this lifestyle and she's putting all of her money toward um toward that and so understandably some people have boycotted this game uh are choosing not to play this game because of that stance, and that makes sense like we one hundred percent support that. My argument against that would be she had nothing to do with this game <laughs> there are Hundreds of people who designed this game, hundreds of fans of the story, not of J.K. Rowling, right? And you were going to get into this, you can get into the whole conversation of separate the art from the artist. And is that okay? Is that not okay? I, I, I understand both sides, but here's where I landed. There are so many talented people behind this game that have nothing to do with J.K. Rowling. In fact, there is a trans character openly trans character that plays a decent role in this story. And I believe it's regardless of what house you're in, they play a central, a central part of this story um, openly trans. And so um, I just, as a fan and I told Lauren, cause Lauren, Lauren has chosen uh, not to, not to pursue this game. And that's, that's fine. I told her that's, that's sad for her. I'm sad for her because as a lover of Harry Potter, I can't think of a better love letter than this game. As a fan of Harry Potter, I can't think of a better way to immerse yourself in this world. Even more so than going to like Diagon Alley or Hogwarts at Universal Studio, which is incredibly immersive. This feels somehow more so.
1: So there's like, so I've been thinking about this a lot because I love, uh, so first let me say anybody that's boycotted the game, 100% agree with you, keep boycotting it. Yeah, great. Like I'm not asking anyone not to. But I've thought about this a lot because I love taking stance on stuff, and I believe very strongly in it. Like, I'll never own a Samsung product. I'll never buy something for Best Buy, for instance. And I have reasons for that. I've talked about them on the show, and we can talk about them later. Yeah. Uh, But I have thought – I've put a bit of thought into this, and there's kind of a couple possible scenarios. One scenario is, like, the artist and the creation are uh, kind of, like, pure-hearted. There's another scenario where, like, the artist and the creation both push a, like – Uh, for the for the sake of like over we'll oversimplify this for the sake of brevity, uh, a bad agenda, and then you have this middle ground where like they're split, so like one pushes a bad agenda but the other doesn't, and that's kind of where this falls for me. Like I disagree with, um, for simplicity's sake, let's just say I disagree with J.K. Rowling. Yeah. Um. That said, the property itself feels like the amount of good that it does is so far beyond the yes. amount of bad that she does that it seems like boycotting it would would maybe be to steal a positive from someone else's
0: life, right? Like, uh, her, like to take away the light that someone else sees in a thing.
1: Like I was deprived of this when I was a kid because I grew up in a, um, um, I grew up in an environment... And not even, I say, my household, but I grew up in an environment where this was seen as witchcraft.
0: Yeah, re- regionally.
1: Yeah, yeah, completely. Yeah, And th- this would have been like, oh, you let your kids go see that? Like, oh, that's terrible. And so uh, there were, I'm not sure if I was explicitly banned from seeing it, but I had friends that were. I did not see it. There was this pressure to not partake in this. And then as a 30-something adult, I watched this, and my, my first thought watching the first film, and I even say this in Pondering Potter, was like, oh my gosh, I wish I had seen this as a kid. Like This would have been so helpful for me yeah. <laughs> to like, have this story to look to or relate to or to um, aspire to, etc." cetera. And, uh, and so the, the fact is, I think there's so much positive impact that at this point the creation is larger than the creator, and that's the reason that in this situation I chose to purchase the game. But again, for anyone that chooses to boycott,
0: I support you. Continue yeah, boycotting, absolutely. And a couple other things that are that are fun. Uh, I, I think it is. I think it is important to to just kind of close the chapter on that portion of the conversation by saying it's. It is. Um, there is this this idea where it transcends the author. Right. The author, the creator makes this and it is now bigger than J.K. Rowling. And when she first wrote these characters, there was a pureness in these characters. There was a pureness in these stories. And she has since agendized all of this stuff. Like she has since essentially retconned lots of her own writing because she's for whatever. And that's her that's her prerogative as well. Right. She can she can do that stuff like that's fine. Um, I disagree. Uh, and I don't have to like it, but it is, it's fine. Right. As, as free as I am to have my opinions about that, she's free to have opinions about that on her own. Um, but I think you're right. Like the idea that it kind of, the story can transcend the, the person and even to an extent, um, where the person is no longer, like there are kids growing up who are playing Harry Potter, who are reading Harry Potter, who are watching Harry Potter, who have no idea who JK Rowling is. Right. So there's a bit where it's like, yeah. okay, you can take your agenda like, this story is bigger than you at this point well, I mean, let's be um, honest if
1: you weren't if you weren't on Twitter or whatever you would have no idea that that was happening so. yeah
0: exactly um and so, but a couple other fun things about this game you get clothes <laughs> I know that's a silly thing, <laughs> but you go around and you collect these treasures uh, as you go and you open these chests, and the clothes you get are are um they they boost your abilities, they boost your defense they boost your offense and uh as you go further you can actually tailor these clothes you can apply attributes to them you can take them and um, take them to a loom and you can weave magical fabrics into them to make them even more um susceptible to other things or make them more powerful in these other situations you can do all these things but what's even cooler than that as you go if you find like a cool outfit um and then later on you find a a more powerful outfit but it doesn't look as cool because there's all sorts of different kinds of outfits in here you can transform because you can use magic, you can make you can make even the 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 dopiest, dumbest looking outfit that has like super great stats. You can make it look like your favorite outfit by yeah. just the press of a button. It doesn't cost you any resources. It's not a permanent thing. You can always change it up. I love that flexibility within the game.
1: Transmogrify. So on that note, the own that that's another complaint. They give out legendaries too easily. I sure, mean, I I found like a legend or level two. I found like a legendary item. And I was so excited, like, man, look how special I must be to have found this. And then, like, I found 30 cents. And now it's like, okay, so legendaries don't mean anything. So it would be nice if something was legendary
0: that, like, you saw one. That's my, that was my, that was my other complaint, like, in game complaint. My in game complaint there's no stakes. I think as much as you can choose your own path and you can go these own directions, it gives you opportunities to to say yes to somebody or say no to somebody. It's, it gives you opportunities to help someone out or say F you to them, not literally, but like you can just shove them aside. I've yet to find a situation where there's consequences for it. <laughs> like if you yeah. say no, it's just kind of like, oh, that's a bummer. Well, here's the thing the like, thing. will anyway. you destroy that relationship and then you lose
1: out on a quest line because yeah, of that? Yeah, I've like yet complaint. to find yeah. out.
0: And, and I talked to my friend, Jonathan Scrumblekins, who may or may not be listening at the moment, but he he um, over this past weekend, 100 percent the game, 100, 100 percent the game. He went through all four yeah. houses, did all the qu- main quest, did all the things um, he has. He's put in over 100 hours um, into this game and it's only been out for two and a half weeks, three and a half weeks. Good for him. Something like that. Um, and he does have a full time job. Um, but uh, he's not good at it. No, he's terrible at it. <laughs> Um, but it is, uh, it's a really well done game. It's super fun. It's you better believe it's going to be what I'm doing as soon as we're done here. I'm going to hop, uh, hop yeah. back out there and, oh, yeah. and play. Um, but, uh, Hogwarts legacy, I, I would say, um, if you're a fan of Hogwarts at all and, and you come to your own piece or your own understanding of, of how you feel about all this stuff with JK Rowling, it's a, it is a 100% recommend from me. Um, and it's beautiful. Like, I don't know how they get it so beautiful.
1: Okay, stop now.
0: What is your character's name? That's what I was going to end by asking what your character's name was. So my character's name is Chazander. What is it, Chazander? Dang it! What's your character's name? Thank you.
1: I went straightforward for the first one. So um, I am. I did roll a female. Uh, so my first name is Catherine, and that's for my sister, uh, Katie. She did name a kid after me, so I felt like the least I could do was... His name <laughs> a Harry Potter character. His name after. a Harry Potter character uh, after her. Uh, so Catherine. Now, for the last name, I wanted to go with Featherbottom. But unfortunately, that's too many letters. So I had to like take out the A, take out the TH and make it a D, take out the two Ts. So it's now like Catherine Featherbottom. <laughs> and that Feather. that's who I'm playing. I miss, I'm Mrs. Featherbottom.
0: Uh, thank you, Cooper, for coming in. Uh, for the win for me. My character's name is Chazander Blambitz. And uh, did you take a picture or a screenshot or anything? Because here's here is my character. I did not,
1: and I would have to like boot up my game to do it, so it's just not going to happen right now. But I will say, my character has like frizzy, big hair. Yes. Um, and uh, my character is a, a black female, and I'm rocking like I. So I went with green hair. And before I got put into Slytherin, and then I got put into Slytherin, and so now I'm rocking this, like, green vibe, like, top to bottom. Cool. Yeah, it's great.
0: A, a crappy thing for me, I had, I bought the PS5. Um, I just bought it, just plugged it in. I booted this game up immediately. And um, the whole opening scene, you know how it makes you calibrate? Yeah. <laughs> it makes you calibrate the screen to make sure it's not too dark or not too Always
1: bright. calibrate it brighter than it tells you to.
0: yeah. So here's what I did. It said, it said calibrate until you can just barely see the image. Well, I didn't see an image on the screen at all other than this black box. And I thought, oh, I guess it's this black box. So I dimmed the screen down (laughs) to where I could barely see the black box. I'm like, this is a really interesting way of doing this. Okay. And then I I hit start. And then there proceeds to be a 15 minute cinematic opening to this game. It's just darkness. It was like, it was, it essentially looked like uh, like this. There, <laughs> back there, that's what it looked like. I could see there hints is of a things. Movie,
1: <laughs> what movie is it that I started? And I knew it was a subtitled film, but I started it with Spanish subtitles. And I thought, like, wow, this is interesting. So clearly, <laughs> like, it's going to switch to English at some point, and I should be able to infer what's happening.
0: And then after like fifteen minutes, I realized my subtitles were in the wrong language. So part of part of the the intro part before you actually get to play play the game, I think and that you was robot, by the way. But anyway, you have to you have to create your character during that time. So I was picking hair color, skin color, eye color, and I had no idea. I was You're just an idiot. I'm just, yeah, that, those are the actions of an idiot. <laughs> yeah, I realized that. I realized that I'm an idiot, and I I laughed at myself and shook my head at myself in the moment. Um Anyway. <laughs> Shazander Blambitz and Catherine um, are, are in the world. Uh, so if this ever becomes or when this becomes multiplayer, uh, you can see us out there. You can high five us in uh, in the wizarding world. But until then, go pick this game up. We'll share screenshots of these characters in our in our slack yeah. um, because there's some they're just they're beautiful screenshots of this game. So um, anyway, with that said, Patrick, I think we're I think we're done. We're done here, everybody. This We've is done it. everything we came to do. We talked about the stuff we wanted to talk about. Uh, we're sad that Lauren's not here. She'll be back next week. Um, she isn't dead. Uh, not even to us. She's not dead in any sense. Uh, so this I isn't helpful because to
1: she's the one that does this, but I rolled a 15 and a 3, so hopefully oh, okay.
0: she will help me make sense of this. A 15 and a 3, uh, and then I rolled. She comes back. Yeah. I rolled a 6. And Kate, a two. Kate, we're not even
1: at this episode. I know that you miss Lauren, but just wait till we're finished.
0: Yeah, like <laughs> Lauren or uh, Kate, like, do, I feel do like, you just want us to feel badly? I feel like
1: it's like <laughs> y- your son stays with you and like within an hour, they're like, I miss mommy. Exactly. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what it would feel okay, like. Mommy will like, be back. Just like, hold on. Yeah. Are you not fine with daddies? Our, your daddies are here. Daddies are just as good as mommies. <laughs> we have two daddies. There's only one yeah, mommy. Like we, like normal. come on. Let's just Fine. let's have fun with the daddies. That's what <laughs> that's what Patrick and I want of any time that you're and hanging. We want to have us. fun with the daddies. Go with ahead with the daddies. So uh, on that note, you can find all the show notes and links to the stuff. Both show notes and links to the stuff that we talked about in this episode over at M of Um, You can find while you're there also an incredible um, archive full of all sorts of things, um, episodes from across the gamut for the last eight plus years of us podcasting. Um, Over 750 total episodes that we've done, actually, if you go and really look at it. Um, And then uh, you can join the conversation on Slack where you can see things that we've talked about in this episode. You can pick up the conversation where this episode ends and have conversations everywhere in between. There's stuff happening all the time inside of there. Um, works in progress and things that people are working on and showing us it's it's a fun time and then you can uh, never miss an episode by watching this live right here on twitch.tv slash m of one podcast you can follow and subscribe so you make sure you never miss subscribing doesn't cost you any money if you're on twitch if you already have a prime account just use your Prime subscription each month to throw to us. It gives us a couple bucks, helps us keep doing this. Um, and it's a, it's a fun time. Why not? Just help us out. And then subscribe, rate, and review the show everywhere where podcasts are. When you rate the show, it helps us out. And when you review the show, it really helps us out. It pushes us up in the algorithm. Um, we pop up in front of, of new people. We get new, uh, new fans of the show and new listeners. It's a great time. And it doesn't cost you any money. And if you leave a review, we will read it on air. However, you ask us to. It's going to be a fun, fun time. So, with that said, we're going to uh, get out of this episode. You can find me at Andrew Sale with threes instead of E's. Patrick, where can people find you on the internet? At Not Cool Co. Awesome. For now, we're going to get out of this episode. I'm Andrew. I'm Patrick. Peace out.
1: Okay, bye. <laughs>